Rejection is such a powerful force. It can change the way you see yourself if you let it. You know what's more powerful than rejection, though? K-pop music. Now, I'm not saying I listen to K-pop music, but I'm not saying I don't. In this week's episode, I talked to my friend Brooke Boltz. She is a definition of the word girl boss. She owns and runs a successful law firm, and it was only a matter of time before I invited her to this show. I didn't really know what we were going to talk about at first, but she's so full of power and wisdom that I knew the conversation would be great. Come on, listen in. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. So this week on Chasing the Kingdom podcast, I have a friend of mine here who I haven't seen in a long time, but she is, she's just this girl boss. She's like changing things. She's, she knows a lot of people and she knows how to treat people. And she has built this really successful law firm and she loves Jesus. So welcome to the show, Brooke. Appreciate that you're Of course. Thank you for having me. I am honored to be here and I am a huge fan of your show and uh, have listened to a bunch of your episodes and, and every time I listen to it, I'm blessed. Oh, wow. That means a lot to me. We were actually just talking. We were in line. We're in a coffee shop now, by the way. And uh, we were in line and we both looked at each other and we were like, you know what? We never... But by the way, she has her own podcast, so I'm going to put that in the description. We, we both looked at each other and we said, we never wanted to be podcasters. It's so cliche. Everyone is a podcaster. But we enjoy creating po- our podcast way more than we thought we would. And it's just been so rewarding. Um, yeah. You want to speak to that? Sure. And you and I started our podcasts right around the same time which is really cool. I think you launched maybe a month before I did. And I remember reaching out to you saying, I'm having this technical problem. Can you help me walk me through it? And you were so gracious to uh, help me figure it out. So it's it's kind of neat that we are both really enjoying the process. Uh, and we kind of started around the same time. So when I initially started the podcast, people had had said to me in the past you should start a podcast and I thought um that just sounds like a huge consumption of time with not a lot of benefit for it you know I I just perceived it as something that was impossible to gain a following on there's so many podcasts out there and I just felt like it it wouldn't have a return on the amount of time I would have to invest in it And then over the course of time, I have had different business coaches and such. And one said to me, you really need to be doing videos on social media. 
And I saw the value in the videos. I, I knew the videos were a good way to market your business. And but the amount of videos they were telling me I needed to be putting out per day was impossible. They were saying five to 10 videos a day. And I thought, I don't, I, what, do, what will I even talk about for five to 10 videos a day? So then I realized, well, if I do a podcast and video record it, then I can kill two birds with one stone and can make mini video clips and can get a dozen clips out of one podcast episode. And now I am accomplishing the video objective. And the podcast is really just kind of a side benefit, you know, just kind of a bonus. Uh, it really wasn't my primary focus or motivation. And now having done it for, I don't know, it's I haven't been a year, maybe six months or so, it's what I look forward to the most wow. each week. Uh, Are you still doing it with your business partner? Yes. My sister-in-law. Uh, oh, I guess you have to. <laughs> We're stuck with each other. But basically, it works for us. We have a really complimentary personalities, and she is just um, the sweetest, most giving, loving person. Uh, and so she... We, we, we get along great and we have really good complimentary ideas and we have different strengths uh, that really complement each other. So yeah, Rachel Boltz, my sister-in-law, uh, who's also a talented digital marketer and and contemporary, or what's the word I'm looking for? Traditional marketer too. Um, she's been working with me at Boltz Legal for the last few years and then she started her own business, Boltz Media, uh, where she does digital marketing on the side and she's just take it off in her success as well. So it's been great to see her really grow and flourish as well, uh, both before and especially after starting the podcast. How many people do you have in your team now like that are working on the podcast? On the podcast? So it's Rachel and I and then my brother. We're, we're very family-centered <laughs> business. It's like the mob. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fine. We just have really talented people in our family. Uh, my brother is, he went to Full Sail. Oh, okay. And music was his track, but he has that kind of creativity and skill set that he can learn to do anything in that world well. So he's an artist and he is a musician and he's just multi-talented. So he edits the podcast each week and then Rachel does all of our uh, video editing. So it's really just Rachel and Jesse, my brother, who are doing the the work week to week. And then I have the easy job of just showing up. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I know I'm called to video. Um, I've been in a bunch of videos. Um, I was even in videos regularly, like almost every day, but it was because someone else was doing it. I tried. Um, it's it's so much easier, like, if someone has to post a video, has to do the editing and post a video, because my subconscious, it's not natural for me, um, and and I have to actually force myself to to do the work to get it on a platform. I could, like, take video all day 
whether it's just like doing the work to get it on a platform, I think part of me still gets nervous. Like, oh, I'm going to put my face out there, you know, uh, but I know I'm called to it. So I'm going to see, you know, God is going to have to open that door. But I, I really feel that's, that's part of my calling. Um, you know, as you were speaking, I, I think there's a lesson here because I was really apprehensive. I was really apprehensive to start a podcast. And I kept thinking, I don't want to be one of those guys, those podcaster guys. Everyone wants to be a podcaster. Everyone has a podcast. And I had all these cliches and stereotypes in my head stopping me from doing it. And when I started doing it and I started seeing the benefits and I started seeing a whole new world open. By the way, last episode that I posted uh, is on hope and God showed me how important creativity is to hope because it it opens new avenues that you didn't know before and you feel like you're making an impact on the world. That's what happened to me with the podcast. All of a sudden, this, this whole new hope opened up. Um, I had this voice that I didn't know I had I had people contacting me saying, hey, I like your stuff. Hey, it really helped me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I have purpose. I have influence. And then just this hope opens up. But if I had listened to the voice, if I had listened to the stereotypes that I was telling myself and 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 I, I wouldn't have like stepped out. And so it's kind of like if you are going into business it's really important that you challenge those voices in your head and you challenge these judgments that you have because they're probably keeping you from so many blessings. Mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. um, even my daughters play basketball and I tell them, you know, something can happen in a game and they miss a shot or they're not getting enough playing time or whatever and they get down on themselves and all of a sudden... You can tell in the way that they're playing. And and so I teach them if you if you tell yourself that I'm going to do well and you're positive and you push those negative thoughts out of your head, you will. You I, I have seen it time and time again. And and that's probably the the easiest setting that I can see the difference immediately is when they go out there with the mindset that they're going to do well, that they're going to make their shots, that they're going to get around these defenders who are much taller than them sometimes, um, they do dramatically better. And and you can tell also when they're sitting and sulking on the bench because they're not getting enough playing time, that they missed a shot or or they had a turnover or whatever, and they they don't the, the rest of the game is not to their potential. So it's, to me, that's the clearest example that I see from week to week, from how they play from week to week, is the variable is their mindset going in. And our mindset is the same when it comes to business. If you have a bad day, you don't have a lot of sales coming in, then you get down on yourself and you lose uh, your drive and the reality follows with where your mindset is. So, I mean, they have a whole coaching system around just mindset. And I used to think it was just kind of like, you know, hippie kind of stuff, this mindset stuff. But 
it's it is true that you and your mindset have so much impact on your future and your success if you just take control. And the Bible says, take captive every thought. When you have thoughts that are negative or keeping you down, you have to take captive those thoughts and replace them with positive, godly principles and biblical principles, the thoughts. So I'm working with a company right now, and I won't say the name, I just out respect because you know this is a christian podcast and and um i just think it's it's wise not to like give out any names or anything like that but um that i'm i'm nerding out and part of the reason why i took it and for any of the loyal listeners you know i am such a brain nerd i'm fascinated by the brain i'm fascinated by how we could use it better how it could destroy our lives. How we use it could destroy our lives, or it could it help us flourish. And um, a lot of what we do is teach companies and their leaders that thinking is a skill, and you could get better at it. You could get a lot better at it. And one of the things that that the foundational things we teach is. We're teaching them when you are by yourself, and this is just human, you have a filter, you have a way of thinking, and you're so used to it, it's become habit. But in order to succeed, and especially in order to relate to other people and to um, and to use their giftings and, and all these things, you have to intentionally come out of your filter and understand their filter so that you could communicate better so they could understand you and all these things and i think a lot of the world not just the church but the world we need to um, use our brains better it's and it's just like you said mindset mindset it's our thoughts more than ever since 2020 probably even since 2014 when just things started going crazy um uh, but definitely during the pandemic and everything, um, I'm seeing what Jesus meant when he was saying, be careful of our thoughts. Oh my gosh. Consequences now of our thought patterns are getting exposed. Um, the addictions that people have, the uh, lack of ability to have real connection and relationships um, the amount of depression, anxiety is through the roof. You know, I've had, I've had therapists on my show, and they were telling me we've never seen anything like this. Um, we, uh, you know, one of my friends, she's she's a, she has her own practice. She goes, I feel guilty taking a vacation because I know patients need me, and it's because of our thought lines. I'm convinced it's thought. It's because of the the thoughts and the things that we keep thinking about and the habits with our thoughts that we keep building, it's, it's, it's just nuts. The world is a really, really different place now than I remember 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Our thoughts are everything. It's the difference between, I mean, even you think about, I was talking to someone recently about network marketing. They were considering getting into a multi-level marketing company. And I, I did that when I was younger, right out of college. And I was not very good at it. And but the, the reason was because of my thoughts. When someone rejected me, it it hit me hard. Yeah. And I didn't have the strength of character to just take it in stride and move on to the next one. 
but there were people in the company who were making millions and going, you know, doing tremendous things financially because they just were, okay, on to the next one, on to the next one. They didn't let that thought, they didn't dwell on the thoughts of failure or rejection. Right. And they just said, moving on. Right. That was the only difference. They didn't have some special skill set that I didn't have. They didn't have sales trainings. They didn't. Ha All they had was the ability to take control of those thoughts and push them away. And it made all the difference between someone who was a success and someone like me who gave up. Right. There's um, I know a friend who listens to K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> These are friends, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's he's weird. <laughs> no, but um, anyways, like years ago, um, I was listening to. My friend was listening to this song by BTS, and there was a line in there that said, I reject rejection. And I remember hearing that line, and I kept rewinding it. Did he just say he rejected rejection? Can you do that? You could reject rejection? And I was just like, wow, what a mindset. I said, I want to reject rejection, you know? And so, like, um, I, I honestly believe that's a skill. Like to be able to reject rejection, that's part of mindset. There's so many skills that we could pick up if we work on our mindset and rejecting rejection is one of them because uh, what I realized over the years is that rejection really has no power over you and, until you agree with it. So if someone like comes at me and wants to reject me, I could e easily just let it roll off my shoulder. Eh, I'm not gonna listen to you. Or I could say, you're right. Let me go dwell on this for five months. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, mindset, super, super important. Um, and that's interesting that you said rejection, because like, when I look at you, I don't see any weakness of rejection, but I think that's, that's part of the strongest warriors. They look like they have this armor. They look like they have like, uh, you know, all these battle scars and they look tough. But man, like if you knew their past, they've been through some battles, right? They've been through some heavy stuff. Well, and I think what you said is true, that you can develop the skill. You can develop the skill and improve upon your ability to overcome rejection. Right. And and that's what's happened for me. I, I mean, I wrote um, an album of songs when I was in my 20s that I... I still have all the CDs sitting in my closet because I was so afraid of the negative feedback that could come. The songs were emotional to me and I didn't think I could handle people saying negative things about it because it was just, it, it was so such raw emotion in some of those songs that if, if people criticized it or a negative, I didn't think I could handle it. So I never really did anything with those songs. And now, um, you know, I'm singing jingles and, and doing all kinds of stuff on the internet for all the world to see. And I just kind of had a mindset change and matured in my ability to, to overcome the idea of rejection and also realized that you, if you, the reward that comes outweighs the rejection because 
I had an example of a video I put on TikTok. I don't remember which video it was, but I remember that there were a whole bunch of people just making fun and saying negative things. But there were also a lot of people saying this, you know, if I ever need to hire a lawyer, you're the one I'm calling because of this video. And some people saying this is the best video I've ever seen, better than the big law firms, better than whatever. There's There was a lot of positivity that came from it too. And I would have missed out on the blessing of those positive comments right. if I had been too afraid to receive the negative. Right. And so that's that's the mindset shift is, look, expect the negative to come. Right. It's going to come. But the positive will also, and you will miss out on the blessing of the positive if you do nothing because of your fear of the negative. You know, so that explains a lot of how I perceive you. Because like, um, one of the things I, I also see is a lot of innovation in you. Like when I think of you, I'm like, wow, she's like really innovative. Um, and I think it's because you have that mindset. You're willing to be rejected. You're willing to kind of like, you know, test things out, try new things and all that. Um, we were talking earlier about Full Sail University. Uh, your, I guess your brother went there. Um, but you also mentioned before we started this podcast that your husband's like, he's in the, uh, he's in the gaming industry and he uses Discord. And I mentioned to you that Discord was actually created by a student at Full Sail University. He was just making a project for, uh, for one of his classes and he wanted to find a way to better communicate with gamers. So it was just like he wanted to have fun. You know, he wanted to do his gaming better. Um, that thing grew and he ended up selling that that project or that app for over $100 million, uh, it's now worth billions of dollars. But that story always fascinates me because one, it was in my own backyard. I used to own, I used to work there, didn't know any of that stuff was going on. And how, if you have the right environment, it doesn't matter like what geography area you're at. Uh, but if you have the right environment, you could be innovative. You could try new things and beautiful stuff come out. How do you look at innovation and how important, you know, what are the things that help you stay innovative or that you think is important for innovation and to keep improving and all these things? I am a person who is at any given time probably a part of five different coaching programs. <laughs> Um, I get ideas from other people, what, what they have just, I don't know. I, I go to, I go to conferences, for example, and I just sit and I listen to what they're talking about. And my mind just starts thinking about ideas of how I could implement or tweak something that they've done. You know, they, some people saying, you know, there's no original thought, right? In the world, everything has been done before. So I believe I, that. I am always looking to other people. I'm always listening to other people's podcasts or watching their videos or going to conferences or participating in coachings and masterminds. Like 
I'm always trying to learn from other people. And the value that comes from that is not only what they're teaching, the principles they're teaching, but the creativity it sparks in me. When I see someone else doing something or then then I think, oh, I I could do that in a, in a little bit different way that fits with my business or my brand or my my podcast or whatever. And so I just taking the time to be out listening and learning from other people really is the way to come up with new ideas for me. And also not setting that time aside to go do things. I'm part of a coaching program called Tenfold and it's it's a group of Christian business women who meet once a month, but for a whole day. Wow. From 9 a.m. to 4, p- 4 p.m. And when I was originally approached about the idea, I thought there's no way I could set aside a whole day of the month. But I saw the value in Elise Quinn, the owner. She is uh, just a brilliant Christian businesswoman. And I thought I could learn from her. She has ideas. I want to be, I want to, I want to learn from her. I want to be around her. And so I joined the program. And when I set that time aside, where my mind is not constantly in what's the next email and what's the next case, who's the next client call I've got to make. When I set that time aside that I am freeing my mind from all of the things it wants to think about are when I'm available to receive the new ideas. So just number one, to coming up with innovative ideas is listening and learning from other people. And two is setting aside that alone time, even if it's just driving in the car, instead of being on a conference call, just sit in silence or sit with worship music and allow your mind to reflect on all of the things you've been learning and creating new ideas. You know, that just solidifies. I always ask certain questions when I get around successful people and everybody says something to that nature, um, all the successful ones. And um, if the two things that are common, commonly said, is if you want to change your life for the better and with the fastest amount, um, uh, fastest time possible, either change your environment or change the people that you're hanging out with. Like those are the two things. some people have to do both. But um, because one, getting out of routine, getting out of like the, the, the brain is lazy. Again, I'm working for this a company that we study the brain, right? Uh, the brain is actually really lazy and it is always looking for ways to not think. And so it routine is what it loves. But the thing is, like, if you get into routine, heavy routine, your brain is asleep. It's not wanting to stretch the limits. Um, And so you got to change where you're at if you want to think in a different way. And you definitely need to hang around different people if you want consistent, sustainable change. Um, Because the, the people you're hanging out with, and this is the hard truth, is has led to the careers that we have picked it's led to uh the types of jobs the types of money we're making um it's definitely affected the type of relationships we have the desires for uh the relationships we have the quality of the relationships we have all these things 
subconsciously it's affecting all these things and even more. And so, um, and, and it doesn't have to be when, you know, when, when, when God says don't mix the yoke and, and don't fellowship, you know, with non-believers, stuff like that, that's, it, it's not so harsh as to say like, I'm going to put myself in, uh, I'm going to leave family and I'm not going to talk to them. And, no, but what kind of conversations are you having with the people in your circle? Um, the ones that you talk about creativity, the ones you talk about your finances, the ones you talk about your relationships, the people you're talking about that stuff, that's how they're going to have like a big impact on you. And so, um, man, that is so interesting. It, it kind of challenges me now that I need to get into some kind of business group. I've been through a lot of them. Um, and, and I think it's just time to get more intentional with that. How, how do you pick your groups? Um, the Lord brings them to me, honestly, because I don't, I don't usually go looking for them. Um, I, so someone approaches me usually about a group and I, I guess I, I mentioned Elise, uh, the leader of Tenfold. If, if the leader of the group is someone that I look to and think they have something that, that they have a strength that I, I need to improve upon, right. then I think this is worthwhile for me because just being around them, I used to tell my old boss years ago um, that I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to become a lawyer like him. And I knew he, that was the last thing he wanted was this baby lawyer, you know, bugging him and asking him questions. So I said, you don't have to even talk to me. Just let me follow you around and watch what you do, because I will learn just from watching you. And, and that's what I did is, uh, and, and he let me, he let me follow him around. And eventually, uh, I became kind of his right hand protege or sidekick because he, I then started to be able to add value to what he was doing because I was learning how to do things the way that he did. So that's really probably what I look to the most is who is the leader or who are the other people in this group? And do they have something that I could learn from? That's powerful. I um, There's a study that I'm sure I talked about on this, uh, this uh, podcast before, uh, but they did a study on performers and is like an extensive study and they found that people who sat within 25 feet of high performers were 20 percent more successful i believe that 100 just by being around just by sitting yeah. around them yeah i i mean that's what i did as a baby lawyer was i found the best lawyer in my firm and said can i just follow you? Can I just watch you? Can I just be copied on your emails? Can I just be around? And I had my office moved right next to it. <laughs> and and uh, that took some gills of influence to get my, my desk moved right next to him. But um, I attribute the, before that, before I started uh, really being, having, being in close proximity to him, I was, I was just kind of mediocre. I was trying to figure out things on my own all the time, which I had the drive and the desire and the talent, but it's a slow process yes. to try to figure things out on your own. And when you suddenly are in proximity to someone who is who has already 
done that, who's already at the place that you want to be, you can just accelerate so much quicker because you don't have to, you can avoid a lot of pitfalls that you would have fallen in along the way if you were trying to learn yourself. Right. Are you still like friends with him or? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Does he know? Does he know that he had that impact on you? I think so. Um, I think so. Uh, he was, he became a, a mentor to me. I ended up leaving that firm, but he, he propelled my way to becoming a partner and becoming, uh, he actually helped to facilitate a transfer to a different office for me where I had more opportunity to move up. Yeah. Um, and so he, he really was the, uh, the person who opened all the doors for me within that company, uh, because he saw the value in me once we had the opportunity to start working more closely together. And then when I left, he's still the person when I create um, a new video that I'm proud of or something like that, I still send it to him because his cool. his approval still means a lot to me. He really uh, was a, a huge mentor to me and I have just massive amount of respect for him. Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.